You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig, I'm the host of the podcast and today I'm joined by Chris and John. Alright guys? Alright. Evening. Alright. That was a better introduction than I did two weeks ago, Chris, when I called you guys. <laughs> or one a few weeks previous to that when you called me Greg. Yeah. Aye, that was that as well, aye. Aye, I never quite recovered from that. But hopefully I perform a wee bit better this evening. Well, you've had a week got, off, so. I have. I have. I had a week off last week because I had a bowler, but I'm all right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was not well, but you done a good job, Chris. You made it sound professional. No, I didn't. I, did you hear how many times I was um and ah and eh? I should go I back and count because it's ridiculous. Isn't it? You were obviously listening to the pot. You obviously listened last week anyway, Craig, seeing as you heard about the Ebola. <laughs> yeah. I see, see, the thing is, Chris, I could teach you. I could teach you all the, the intricacies of hosting the podcast. You need to learn how to say so when you want to move on to a new topic. <laughs> Elongate vills, that's the way to go. Or you could just go, right. That's the only way I know of moving on. <laughs> so I'll teach you that, it'll be like a week long course We'll start off the podcast as we normally do with a charity bet Oof Aye, oh Do need <laughs> Aye, it didn't do very well It might be the worst one ever I had nothing to do with it, so I'm I'm free, I'm safe in this one My only involvement was the fact I put the money on the bet eh, My personal money on the bet oh. as well And then I thought to myself, right, okay it's fallen over on a Saturday, uh, zero out of two, and I thought, right, hearts were just over evens, so I thought I could make my money back by putting a fiver on hearts. <laughs> no, no, don't. <laughs> rubbish. So Dundee beat Hamilton two 0 I still don't understand that after seeing the highlights. I just don't know how it happened. And then Partick Thistle drew nil nil against St Johnson, and Hearts obviously drew one apiece against Hibs. But I think that they'll. They'll come away for that, thinking that they won a point. The way it happened, uh, first scorer, I didn't, I didn't see that. Chris, you're normally good at keeping on tab, tabs on that. Who did we put on? I can't even remember. Uh, <laughs> this is terrible, we, wasn't it? Did we not put on Osmond So? No, no, we didn't. Did not? I genuinely don't Gavin remember. Riley. Gavin ah, Riley. Ah, Gavin Riley of Queen of the South. And what happened to Queen of the South? As we all frantically go and look it up. <laughs> <laughs> see, I was, I was actually. I was actually looking this weekend as well to see if he was playing this weekend in the Scottish Cup, but he's not. He scored second. Right, Queen of the South, close. first goal scorer was uh, Russell, Ian Russell. Yep. Right, I get the second goal. Then Lovison had two in the last 10 minutes to eat boys. So there you go. So, that was as close as we got to winning then. Yep, rubbish. Close, but no cigar. But it was decent. It looked good on paper. As I it was said, good I odds. Hamilton... Uh, it was good on paper, it just wasn't very good on a football pitch. We thought we'd be bold, but... It was bold, definitely. But but it was logic, there was logic. Two yeah. teams were top of the table and then Partick Thistle were playing against St. John, who are not exactly doing great just now, but fuck well. We'll, just, we'll make up for it this week. Right, we'll move right. on. As we normally do with the charity bet, we, we tend to pick the, the teams at the end of the podcast just in case anyone jumps out when we do our Premiership predictions. Because quite often we, we agree on at least one of the fixtures there. But to to go with the, the difficult one, what we're going to do for first scorer? Because it's Scottish Cup this weekend. We don't have any of the lower leagues. 
but Mabuki are kind enough to give us uh, the lower league the lower, lower league bet in the Scottish Cup. So uh, who do you think? Is there anybody that jumps out as being obvious? Don't know, Rangers are playing the barn and obviously Rangers had a good fit today against them at the weekend, so maybe a Rangers player, maybe. The other one I've looked at possible, he likes to go in the cup, is Jamie Longworth for Stranraer at Peterhead. Possibility. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Um, aside from that, was only kind of two that I'd kind of looked at. Because Rangers player, we could, so there's a few you could maybe consider for that. Boyd See, maybe, Boyd maybe <laughs> um, starting scoring. Aye, but the goals are coming for all sorts of places at Rangers at the moment. It's kind of hard to predict. Because yeah. Boyd, he wish he'd opened the scoring against Dumbarton, but he missed the ball entirely and it got through to Kelly Miller who knocked it in the net for about an inch. Yes, so. I, don't know, I don't know what he was doing there. But yeah, uh, Wallace is a bit of a freak that he, he scored a goal. He often ends up in the box, but he doesn't normally get a chance to get a decent shot away. Miller, he could be a good bet, as could Boyd now he's up and running. But then, bear in mind, there's a game on Tuesday night against St. Johnson, the League Cup. So, I just don't know. The, the other one that I thought could be a possibility, but I don't know if he'll play, because it means he'll be cup-tied with uh, Declan McManus for Morton against the RG. But I've got f- I don't know whether maybe Aberdeen might say, can he play, because he's on loan. Mm-hmm. I think he'd only be able to play or not play against Aberdeen, though. What's that? Surely he'd only not be able to play against Aberdeen. No, but he can do if... that in cups. I think the thing is, though, if he plays for Morton, then he can't, if we recall him, he can't even play for us. That's the problem. Oh, right, I see. In terms of that, and that sometimes happens. Um, I don't, cause I, I'm trying to think if this is the first, I think this is the first round that Morton played in, possibly. Let me try and find out. Um, if they play, I think this is, they've just entered it this round. Aye, they have. So, I don't know whether he's allowed to play. But that could be a possibility, because Morton are at home against the Airdrie. I don't know if I want to risk that, John, just in case yeah, we don't get... Yeah, aye. aye. I think Longworth's probably the best bet then. Right, we're going to go with that, then I'm happy to do that. It's good for me, eh? The other one, the other tie I looked at was Linlithgow Rose against Wraith Rovers. Maybe a Wraith Rovers player scoring, but there's no one that stands out for Wraith. No. Um, their top scorer's like three goals. Which, so, and there was a few, so there's... Yeah, probably just... I go with Longworth. I think he might be alright odds as well, maybe. Unfortunately, I don't have the, the odds at my fingertips just now. But I'll tweet them via the, the brand new Twitter account during the week. forgot to mention it at the start there, but I've got a brand new Twitter account, SFF Podcast. So get all your podcast banter there, because we've all got access to it, Greg included. So there's gonna, it's going to be banter-tastic. I get following. We've got a competition as well to start off. The, with uh, the new Twitter account. Um, this was, I can't even take credit this for myself. I was talking to my wife earlier, saying, oh, we've got, a, we've got a new Twitter account for the podcast. So we suggested we're going to have a prize maybe every couple of months. So this month, we've decided, because of this week it's Halloween, we want you to come up with your suggestions for Halloween-related either football players. It can be any league. It doesn't have to be Scotland. Or uh, Halloween-related football teams. So to give you an example, these are probably bad examples. Hopefully your efforts will be better. Oh, so, I what... speak for yourself, John. My, my example oh. was brilliant. Oh well, okay. Well, I'll start. I'll start with the bad then, and then you can go with the right. good, okay? So, in terms of football player, and I, this wasn't me that came up with this one. This was my son. He said Casper Schmeichel, as in Casper the Ghost. That's Casper the Ghost. That's pure. He came up with that, like up with that straight away. Straight away, he came up with that right. Now, my one, but this oh. one, I did. I did come up with this one. 
So uh, I accept all all blame for this one. Liver ghoul. Oof. Mm. Aye, exactly, exactly. Uh, at least I warned you. Aye, what your boy do? He's better. At least I warned you. At least I warned you. So as I say, hopefully your efforts will be bad. But I think Craig, he's got one. Right, I've yours? got a good one. I've got a good one. I don't want to big up too much, but I think it's good. Frankenstein de Boer. It's all right. What? 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 Oh, that's, that, that, that's giving me a bit more confidence for mine. <laughs> right, on you go, Chris. On you go, drum roll. How about, how about Ricky Van Wilwilswinkle? Oh. oh, dear, oh, dear. Right, so listeners, hopefully, as I say, your efforts will be better than ours. And the stipulation is that you need to tweet the new account, so at SFF Podcast, with, with your answer. You can enter as many times as you want, to be honest. I'm entering um, Frankenstein de Boer. I'm afraid none of the podcast members can can enter. In fact, that's probably a good thing because we wouldn't win anyway. Um, so there'll be, there's going to be two prizes for this one and we'll decide the winner by midnight on Sunday. Okay? And then we'll announce the winner on the podcast next Monday. Sounds and, uh, good to me. Can I, can I just suggest that we ban anybody suggesting Zombie Rangers? Because that's well, obvious and we'll probably yeah, offend yeah. some people. Aye, aye, you'll upset me. So that, that's it. That's bad. So as I say, we'll try and get this going. If this works well, we'll try and get this going every couple of months. And aye, it's a good way for the listeners to get involved as well. Aye. And, good plan. Good plan for Mrs. John. Exactly, <laughs> Mrs. John. Yeah, Mrs. J. Mrs. J. B. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. B. <laughs> Aye, so it's Longworth and a charity bet, and you know know about the competition. So get involved. We'll do the rest of the charity bet later. So we touched on the some of the results at the weekend there. Uh, Dundee beating Hamilton. Don't know how that happened after watching the highlights. Maybe it was different in watching 90 minutes, but it looked like it was a bit of a shock to me. Partick Thistle St. Johnston. I've got to admit that I kind of skipped past that in the highlights. Was the best? Ah, yeah, so I see the scoreline. See. I thought, see no. the, 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 the second Dundee eagle? Who was it who scored that? Because he got booked for getting. For uh, Greg Stewart. Yeah, Greg he got sure. booked for gesturing, gesturing towards the Hamilton fans. Like you know, ever slightly. Come ever on. so slightly. Ah, exactly, I think that's, that should be fine. That's He's been getting probably abuse all game. Aye. Yeah. How many times have you seen it that the players get abuse in a, just for the entire game? And then when somebody does that, they go, ah, ha ha. Can you hear you now? That's the best response. That that should be encouraged. It's not as if he's saying get it right up here or if he's even that would probably be acceptable in my book. But he's not. Uh, he's it's just kind of you know. That's it, that's that's quite funny. I, I mean, I'd encourage that in football, but no in this country. No, no, no. We try to stamp it out. Oh, that's no no bans allowed. No. Apart from the podcast. Apart from the podcast. Hey oh. We are we are We we save the banner. I mean, we we were talking about uh, how we could best improve the SFF podcast twitter account and the first thing that came to mind was we could always have it as a wee picture of a, a woman in a bikini because that usually generates things but i saved i didn't i didn't say that in the chat i thought i'd save that for a podcast it was certainly generate, generate a rise and then an increase aye? Mm. that's the first thought for any any problem for yeah. <laughs> bikinis that's the way uh, to go did you see, I, I tweeted a, a vine from the the dundee hamilton game no i didn't did you no. i've not been on twitter tonight so Oh well, I tell you did what. You it's only, rest? Was that another wrestling celebration? It's only about three seconds long. You've got time to look at it, but it's brilliant. It's good banter. I've tweeted it from S Football Forums, and I'll get it on the SFF Podcast Twitter account as well. It's on the forum and the the Dundee Hamilton thread. 
it's just a ridiculous attempt by the Hamilton defender to ensure that he doesn't handle the ball. It's, it's really good because he, he ends up on his stomach, ends up uh, holding his body up with his arms. The ball's about to hit his arms, so he decides to do a wee dive. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I seen that on the sports scene. That was pretty good. Aye. I thought that was worth mentioning. Uh, the Hibs Hearts game. Uh, if you've not if you've not heard it, you should have a listen to oh, Laurie's Laurie's commentary, commentary. Yeah. for the goals. <laughs> he seems to have lost his voice, and I don't know if that's related to the cold or whether he was just getting a bit excitable, but it's, it's no wonder he got carried away with Hearts goal, because I'd heard a lot about it. I, I didn't see it because, stupidly, and I've said this many times, stupidly, I turned the game off because I thought it was over. Oh, I see. I'm a but Never, I see. ever turn it off at 1-0. He just casually strolls. He just strolls into the opposition's half and, and just casually hits the strike. I, I don't know. It's I don't know how he managed to get the power on it. Obviously, ah, the probably... accuracy was perfect. If I tried to shoot for 40 yards, I'd be lucky to make the goal. He probably won't do that ever again. I bet the fans would all shout and pass, pass, no. But give it as a win else. And then no, oof, did, oof. That, that shot, about one in a thousand that goes in. Because most of them get blazed over a bar or they don't loop over the keeper enough and the keeper manages to get a hand to it or something like that. But this was just hit so perfectly. The keeper couldn't get a reach to it. He was at full stretch, as sports improved, and it just clips a bar and goes in. Mm-hmm. So, Aye. absolutely perfect. It was, it was pretty much millimetres in it uh, from a goal to either hitting the, the keeper's fingertips or hitting the, the bar and coming straight back out again. Bar. Aye. I tell you what, no, Laurie sounded excited even when the Hibs, Hibs goal. He's, he gets pretty excited doing that commentary. <laughs> Aye, I don't know who was doing the commentary beside him, but he was very calm. <laughs> Aye, is it Jimmy Sanders, I think? I think is he's it? one of the people that does it. It's Hearts player. Um, someone, someone else, can't remember who. See, I, I quite like the fact that Laurie gets excited about it. That's the way commentary should be. You need the passion. The passion's fine, Chris. I tell you what I don't like. I don't like outright bias. And unfortunately, the Rangers commentary from Rangers TV, uh, whenever I've listened to that, when I've been abroad and paid the £8 uh, pay-per-view fee, uh, the commentary on that is just a bit too biased. I don't mind I just celebrating, but no. I disagree. Uh, if, if you're doing commentary for Rangers TV, if you were biased towards Rangers, that's fair enough. That's what should be expected. See, when uh, you're actually a commentator for a neutral uh, broadcast or like the BBC or something, then I can understand needing a neutral commentary but no when you're doing the, the Cobb's feed oh, I had to give with that Chris mm, I just find it maybe it's just me but I, the problem with the Hibs Hearts game as I said it was a charity bet we had the money on Hearts and obviously that was burst on Saturday I then put uh, personal money on Hearts and then I've got on the flip side of that I'm wanting Hearts to lose because uh, Rangers <laughs> so we can catch up so I, I just didn't know what I wanted when Hearts were down was, I was glad they were down and I was disappointed that they scored yet. I was disappointed that they were down. I, I just a mixture of emotions. I think one thing, though, i never seen the game, but I think a few weeks ago, Hibs were getting kind of slagged off a fair bit by a lot of people. But I think if they're kind of showing, I think maybe Stubbs is starting to maybe work a wee bit of magic there. They seem to be a better team now. Yeah. Um, no, I would agree. I, th- I think the problem that Hibs had was they were virtually rebuilding for the start, whereas Hearts were able to hit the ground running. So that's why they managed to build up that big lead over them. Yeah. Uh, by all accounts as well, I think people have been saying Scott Allen seems to be playing good football just now. Obviously, him going down south didn't really work out. Uh, but he's still a young guy. He must be, what, 22, 23, I think, Scott Allen. Uh, he's come back. He's doing well. And then, uh, obviously, Dylan McGeeck on loan from Celtic. Mm-hmm. 
If he comes back, if he goes back, is he? Is it? Is, maybe, did I not read right? It's maybe last year in his contract. I don't know if that's uh, right or not. Could be. I don't really see him having much of a future at Celtic, but you know, who knows if he does something good at Hubs? Never know. Yeah. Always a chance until you're away. I thought I'd mention also uh, Stubbs's comments at the end of the the game. How he said it was unfortunate such a goal can change a game. Is that? Is it really unfortunate? It's unfortunate thought, for his team. I thought he, I thought that he would have been like right. Fair enough, we're beaten by a, a wonder strike. No, they weren't beaten. They drew uh, because of a late wonder strike. They dropped strike. two points. Yeah. Aye, but uh, he was saying it was unfortunate. I think he, he was a wee bit bitter at the end. Compare that to uh, Jose Mourinho in the Chelsea Man United game, and Mourinho was he was he seemed quite chuffed at the end because he's like, well, if we play like that in their backyard, then we've got we've got uh, to take positives from it. Aye, but did you not hear Mourinho as well saying it was it was going to happen at some point because the referee was going to, was going to give free kicks away? He said that oh, as right. well. So no, I, I didn't aye. hear that, but... No, aye. But that makes sense now. I do think he'll be delighted with that point uh, yesterday because obviously Chelsea had a good few points ahead. Probably the big thing for Hibs was the fact Stubbs maybe a wee bit frustrated with his own team in terms of not taking advantage or having a man advantage. Even when they were 11 versus 11, I was hearing reports that they, they probably should have scored more than they did. So I, I, I yep. think that's probably what you're disappointed about. Yeah. I, obviously, I didn't see the game because it was scheduled at the same time as Celtic's game against Kilmarnock. So I've only gone on the highlights and what people were saying who actually saw the game. So. Chris, this, this has worked out well because I was just going to mention the Celtic game. It's spooky. It's spooky that you've been reading the script. No. I have to go to the script this week. <laughs> See, I've got a script in front of me. It doesn't even mention Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> aye, it doesn't. Oh, no, it does. It does. But not in the league. Right, yeah. so aye, Celtic against Kelly. I was hearing that it was two for one on the tickets, and the attendance was 42,800. But unfortunately, I'm a bit stuck because I don't know if the two for one helped at all because obviously a lot of those empty seats that are seen on the telly will be season ticket holders. They'll be counted. So yep. I, I don't know. I, have you got any idea, Chris? Have you heard whether I've, it was a success or not? Absolutely no idea. I think the big problem they've got with these two for one is you need to buy one a ticket to start with. If you've already got a season ticket, that doesn't count. You can't get a free ticket. Aye. So if it's forty thousand season ticket holders, that's two thirds of the stadium. The two for ones really for people that don't go every week and don't have a season ticket and then might want to take a pal. Yeah, but it's, it's a good, it's good if I want to take something. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's good to see teams trying things. It's, it's not just Celtic that's trying things. It's, it's what uh, Mother one. Is it Mother one Dundee United? They've got that sort of mutual away ticket thing. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Hamilton are laying on the cost of the, the travelling supports buses for the rest of the season or something, as well, I've seen. Yeah, yeah, I heard that as well. I think it was that's really good. Uh, Alice and Robbie mentioned that yeah. on Twitter. Aye, uh, that's good. Aye, uh, so the Celtic game... Uh, obviously the red card, I don't think there's any complaints there. The free kick, plenty of complaints there. What was the, the why did they leave a gap and the wall? Why, why? It was just perfect. It was it was screaming out. Uh, I'll tell you why. He must have been he must have been loving that seeing that gap. I'll tell you why. It's because why? people that were in the wall were listening to the podcast last week and heard me say about John Gadetti being a good bet for first goal scorer. That's, that's what it is. Ah, that's what it is. 
That's he is a is. good bet every week. He's he a is. Good he is. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's talk as well today that he wants to stay, which I think would be good for Celtic certainly. That'd be brilliant. So it's been one of so far this season that there's not exactly been a lot to get excited about, but Gadetti's been one of the few things that has been. Unfortunately, we can't play him in Europe at the moment, but I mean, having we're, we're, we didn't mention it, but Thursday night's win over Astra was the two-one victory. That's got seven points out of nine, which is a, a pretty good uh, return for the the Europa League group stages. And we're actually in the position now that the if we can beat Astra away from home, and at the same time Salzburg beat uh, Zagreb, then both Celtic and Salzburg will be seven clear of Zagreb and already through with two games to spare. I can't see them. I can't see them beating Astra away from home, Chris. I, I was impressed. I was impressed with Astra. Wasn't too sure about them uh, when the group was first announced. It's one of those teams that I'd never heard of. Therefore, I assumed that they must be rubbish. Uh, and the fact that they were bottom of the, the group, I thought that they they weren't going to be much. But I thought they put in a, a decent performance and we by a scare. Well, the, the problem I have is Astra looked all right. I don't think they looked great. I think the 2-1 was more down to Celtic not playing too great. I mean, I lost count of how many times Mulgrew lost the ball for just to pick on one guy. But, uh, I mean, Lustig put in some cracking crosses. Shepovic probably should have scored more than he did, to be fair. How did he look yesterday? He's, he's looking better. I think him and Gadetti might just be a decent partnership. Again, not something we can do in Europe, but I think now that he's got the, the goal and again got a, a, another goal on Sunday there, I think he's maybe going to do a bit of confidence. So we'll see how he goes. I'd like to see the him and Shepovic playing up front a few more times and develop a wee partnership there because they look like they had a, a reasonable understanding of each other even after only one game together. So that'd be interesting to see. Dead, just to finish up what we're saying about Astra though, the, um, one of the things I've seen tweeted a few times now by Derek Ray, he reckons Astra are better on the road than they are at home. That's well, maybe that's often the case. If that's the case, then that's maybe a chance for Celtic to get the point, the three points they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, it's something that I think the, the uh, Rangers benefit from, uh, not because they can uh, the, the teams open up against them, but I think it's because their fans often get in their back at home, sometimes yeah. feel that pressure. But then, uh, as I touched, there, touched on there, other teams sometimes... Uh, feel that they, they need teams to come out and attack to, to pick the holes. Uh, Aye. Yeah, teams that like that in the counter. Yeah. What's Albert? That's what Aberdeen did last year, but this year it's been the opposite. Our home form is better than our away form. It's, don't know what's happening with that. Yeah. Aye, then uh, i seen you mentioned the uh, uh, Van Dyke issue on Twitter, Chris. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you brought up that the sports scene had highlighted it. It looked pretty mm. horrible from what i seen. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I didn't really remember it at the game, to be honest. But uh, I remember a guy being down for a couple of minutes. But for what I've seen in the the, the, the highlights afterwards, and when I mentioned that on Twitter, I hadn't seen the highlights yet. I just heard people talking about it. Mm-hmm. But I, I've since watched sports scene, and um, it is a pretty bad challenge. The problem they've got is, well, I call him dealt with at the time. He gave the free kick. So mm-hmm. I don't see how he can be called up by anybody at the, the SFA to try and retrospectively about it if the referee's given a free kick he's seen the incident he's decided it's not worth a booking yep so I think, uh, that, one's, that one's dead in the water the problem I had with it is why uh, sports scene highlighted it when last week we seen a, a shocking challenge on Emilio Izaguiri that went for a throw in not a free kick and yet sports scene chose to completely ignore it there's a very there's a, a nasty trend here with, with sports scene and they're able to pick and choose what they show and 
the SFA can later on pick up on the things that they show. Now, I agree, with, I agree it, with that, Chris, but the, the SFA also have the luxury of having the highlights to all those games to investigate, just yeah. just as sports scene do. Yeah, so my, my hope would be that the whoever the, the compliance officer is these days is sitting watching all these games if he's got... About, not just the highlights, but she's have a full 90 minutes. I don't know what a compliance officer does for the rest of the week, so it should be quite easy to watch six games in 90 minutes. You know? yeah, that might be a good job to apply for. Just sit, watch, sit watching what? football. Lenny couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle the, the day's work per week. <laughs> so sometimes he was he was pissed off because he had to do the odd bit of overtime and do two days a week. Oh dear. But that's, it's not just a game. You need to be in on the Thursday as well for the hearings. <laughs> Aye, oh aye, that's it. He didn't like that. He wasn't getting paid overtime rates for that. Aye. But it's alright, you still get Christmas off, even though that's the busiest period of the, aye. <laughs> the calendar as far as fixtures go. Aye. But I mean, as far as Celtic on Sunday go, the, I don't, I, I've seen a few people suggest it was a fairly even game with possibly Kamarnock edging it before they're sending off, but I thought Celtic were just starting to come into the game a bit more. We're possibly taking control. They'd already had like, a couple of chances before. The, the sending off obviously the sending off made it a hell of a lot easier because after that commander just kept trying to sit in and soak it up and to be fair for the most most part of the game their goalkeeper had a great game their defence were getting last ditch blocks to everything it, they, they kept it down rather than mm-hmm. Celtic's uh, problems didn't get enough so I, I, I think it's probably commander deserve to be praised for the, the, the defensive job they did yep yeah, another game's on sports scene I was quite pleased to see Rangers feature. I think it's refreshing that we're getting to see the championship now. I know they're very focused on the uh, Hearts, Hibs and Rangers and unfortunately they, they don't do it every week. But I think it's positive that we're getting to see that kind of football on the telly. The camera angle wasn't the best but I, I was glad to see it anyway. I'd, I would quite happily have less of Pat Nevin and more just show the goals of the other games personally. It's difficult, it's a fine line because I quite enjoy Stephen Thompson. I quite like listening to him because I think he gives a, a nice insight into the game because he plays it, he is playing it. I think mm. I think that's that's quite good. He was talking about Guidetti. I'm, I think he's mentioned him before as well, uh, playing with him. And I quite like Probably that. I think he played him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Boyd, when he was on, uh, he, was, he was talking... Through a couple of chances and, and discussing why the attacker hit it, where he hit it, and I like that wee bit of insight, a wee bit more than uh, we all play football. But this is the, the next step up. This is this is yeah. a professional telling us why he's hitting it there. Uh, it's a really dodgy shot though. The <laughs> Thompson. Oh, the shot was. Oh no, I like the shot. That's the kind of shot I'd wear. Oh, dearie me. Ah, I like Stephen Thompson. Ah, he's a pretty good player. I, 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 I... I wasn't much of a fan when he was at Rangers, obviously, but <laughs> he does make a good point. He does bring you some decent insight into the game. Michael Stewart, sorry as well, the fact that he doesn't show any bias towards his ex-teams as well. Most well, when you play, he's not played for Hearts and Hibs. Aye. <laughs> so, uh, he's kind of really show bias to anybody. Aye. Was it twice he played for Hearts? Or twice so, he played aye. for Hibs, I'm not sure. I think it was Hearts he played for twice. Man United as well, I'm sure. Aye. Aye, I started off at Man United. Yeah. Not a bad week either. Aye. Aye so, so something I put in the podcast agenda to mention, and it's something I'm mentioning a wee bit reluctantly, but I don't think we should get past it, was uh, Mike Ashley's £2 million loan to Rangers and the fact that you can 
loan two million to a company and demand that they oust their chief executive and get two seats on the board. It's it's almost unbelievable to me. But based on what's happening at Rangers over the last few months, maybe I shouldn't be shocked at it. Yeah, well, it, it, it does have a nine percent shareholding, so it's it's not like he's not involved at Rangers. Mm-hmm. I think as well, it's uh, by all it's probably not exactly a loan in terms of like he's bringing in his own folk that. Was it Derek Lyambus that was with him at Newcastle? It's just a loan to... It's a loophole, is it not? Right. Really because he wants to be in charge. Because everyone's saying, basically, that is him in charge. Yeah, but, because... But he, can't be, but he can't be... Yeah, he can't have 10%. He, aye, because he's, uh, he's, yeah. he's got yeah. Newcastle. Well, I don't think there's an issue, really, with him owning over 10%. It's just simply a threshold where the SFA need to give him further consent. Because they've already given him consent for what he's got. But I think 10% is the next level. Uh, where they need to give a, a year or nay. I don't know. I'm I'm not too, not too upset about Ashley getting involved. I, if he does step up his claim for Rangers, because he's in it for money, 100%. He's not going to splash the cash. Uh, he's not going to burst the bank chasing success. But success might be a byproduct of him making yeah. money. So it, it remains to be seen. Obviously, he could go in and it could be an asset stripping job. He could be heading for administration, all those uh, horror stories. But he might he might see top of the premiership as the way he's going to make money. He might see getting them there and, and as quick as possible, the way that he can make money as quickly as possible. So I'm willing to wait and see, see what he's going to do. I'm sure we're going to see Sports Direct all over Ibrox, but it's already there. It's already all over the main stand. Yeah. Uh, just, you don't see that in the TV cameras, so it's, it's maybe hard. Hard to appreciate, but it's there. If he renames Ibrox, I think as long as he keeps Ibrox in the title. Don't think but... he'll do that because he he did that with St James's Park. He changed it, and then he ended up having to change it back because he he get, yep. there was fan revolt. I was actually there the day that they were changing it back. I was yeah. down for a couple of days, and they were all kind of talking about the fact that no, it's getting changed back. Yep, and he ended up selling it to Wonga, who decided to keep the name as well. So I think he did well. At, Newcastle to, to mm-hmm. turn that into an asset that can be sold and not used. He's done really well financially at Newcastle. He's yep. not pushed them on. He's uh, they're they're no longer the force they were. But he he joined the club. He bought the club uh, the, the season that they were getting relegated to the Championship, and he managed to bring them back from that and keep them fairly solid in the Premier League. They're not doing brilliant, but financially they're doing a lot better than prior to his arrival. So it's, I don't know, I'm willing to wait and see. No, Just wait. I, I think it, what you're saying about him, he'll be in to make money, is fine. But you only need to look at Celtic 20 years ago and you've seen Fergus McCann come in. Now Fergus McCann to this day is lauded as being the guy that saved Celtic because he came in, put invested his own money and five years later walked away with five times that money. He was he, From day one, he came out and said he wanted to make money out of the, the club. And he did exactly that. Now, he did it by running the club properly. That's probably what Rangers need right now. They need somebody to come in. It doesn't matter if they might make money or no. They need somebody to run the club properly and run it without it losing ridiculous amounts of money. If Mike Ash was going to be that guy, or if Mike Ash was going to bring in the guy that's going to do that, then it's, it can only be good for Rangers. Now, personally, I hope he gives McCoyce an eight-year contract because I don't oh, want to... Oh, you beat me. That's good. what I was going to say. <laughs> that's what I was going to say as well. Oh, on, on the park, I want to see Rangers gubbed. Off the park, Rangers being a mess doesn't do Scottish football any good. 
Yep, it's a, a massive because, sellable asset that's yeah. unfortunately not sellable at the moment. And we, I mean, you could go into the whole, it's not Rangers, they're the new club, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't matter because what matters is there's half of Scotland, or near half of Scotland, supports them. So you can't afford to lose that big a fan base for the for the game in Scotland. But the same with Celtic. If Celtic were to disappear tomorrow, you could, Scottish football couldn't survive losing that many people for the game. Yep. The only way you could really do it is if you took Celtic and Rangers out and left the rest of the clubs to compete, they might get a small boost from it, but at least then it would be a, a kind of a fairer distribution to the people that were still interested in the sport. It might not be as big as it is now. In fact, I very much doubt it would be as big as it is now. But it would still be, be a, a fair distribution of it, and I think it would be able to run within itself. But at the moment, what you've got is pretty rubbish, to be honest. There's, there's not a great product there to be able to sell, as much as we want it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder, see, when this £2 million loan runs out, can he then give another loan? Does anyone know? Probably well, it's a six-month six month loan. Uh, yeah, I don't see why not either. So Especially if he's in control, because he'll be the one making the decisions as to whether he accepts his own loan. Yeah. One thing that I heard, and this could just be a rumour, was uh, Brian Kennedy offered three million loan, and he asked for one seat on the board. <laughs> now, I don't know if it's true, but it does seem a bit strange that that one was rejected and Ashley's uh, was accepted. I don't know. It's just it's rumours, but it does it does raise question marks. <laughs> As I said earlier, we'll wait and see because who knows really other than Mike Ashley. This is the, this is the other dodgy thing around Rangers. Well, Mike Ashley's been there for a while now. Mm-hmm. You've got Brian Kennedy who seems to turn up at the eleventh hour every opportunity. Mm-hmm. He did it when the Rangers were going to liquidate in 2012. Mm-hmm. He's come along again at the last minute here. He's a, he's a he's a pariah as far as I can see. He's not well, the kind of guy you'd want running the club. Or anyone no, here see, the club. He I might think, have money, but he's a bit of a he's a bit of a dodgy character. And I, I think, think more that, highly think of him than uh, King, because King keeps coming out saying, "Yeah, uh, oh, I've got all this money. I wouldn't mind putting another twenty million. I wouldn't mind throwing more money down the drain for Rangers, but I'm not going to." Yeah, he's a tire kicker that guy. Aye, he comes along and goes. That's something a bit dodgy. You could do with uh, some help with that. Not that he ever puts it in. In fact, even even when it came to the sixteen million pound investment, it was never just him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, we know he's been convicted for uh, tax evasion. Or, or he, he came to a settlement with the the South yeah. African government on tax. So another dodgy character. Rangers seem to attract these dodgy characters. <laughs> it's not exactly a great thing. So if anything, Mike Ashley might not be a hundred percent popular in Newcastle, but he's a damn sight better than what the, some of the other alternatives are. It might provide a bit of stability. Anyway, that's yeah. one thing, which I think is what probably Rangers Possibly. need uh, more than anything is stability. And mm-hmm. someone that's not given promises or given stupid budgets to buy players. Yeah, I think that's the other point. They still need to cost cut. This, let's give two million loans every few months is a stopgap. Now, if we get to the, the, the Premiership next season, as most of us expect they will, They'll make a bit more money, but they're still they're still not going to make the amount of money that they would need to make yes. to be able to pay for the, the bills that they're, they're currently up, running up. So they I need to start cost cutting somewhere. With that now, two million, some of that's going to go. Do that. Yeah, that two million, some of that's going to go straight into Wallace's pocket because, uh, despite the headlines being that he resigned, uh, I think it's pretty clear that he was mutually consented out the door. <laughs> 
yeah, it's, it's a bit of a compensation package to put. There might have I'm been sure. a separate. There probably have been a separate compensation package agreed somewhere else to need. I would imagine. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, a lot of speculation. But anyway, away from Rangers finances, they've got the the League Cup live in the telly box on Tuesday night tomorrow. It's an early kickoff though, seven o'clock to fit in with BBC's schedule, and I'm sure. But it was quarter past seven. Is it? Think past so. seven uh, against St. Johnson. Uh, Rangers that's, are that's, down. But uh, Celtic played Hearts in the previous round. It was a quarter past seven kickoff. Right. Uh, Dave McKay says Rangers are favourites. The bookies say Rangers are favourites. I, I don't think I agree. that. But I, I, well, I, Rangers are in decent form. They're at home against St. Johnson, who are in pretty poor form. Yeah. And they're struggling without the likes of McLean, obviously Stevie May. I keep saying this every week, but St. Johnson have showed no signs of turning that round so far. They're forgetting yeah. about McFadden. Yeah, on purpose. <laughs> but yeah, aye. so that, that's the game on Tuesday night and then there's uh, the rest of the League Cup fixtures is on Wednesday night. Aye. Uh, uh, that's all Hibs at home at Dunn United. A chance for Aberdeen to get some quick revenge on the, the league defeat. And in terms of, you were talking earlier about ticket pricing, Aberdeen pricing's a wee bit more sensible but still quite expensive for a much? cup game during the week. We have... For an adult, the top price ticket's £22, so that's pretty decent. That's lower than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, under 18s, £12 in the main stand. And then under 12s, whatever, st- whatever stand, £5. So that's good. That's really? good. In I'm terms of that. Sure. I'm almost positive we're 15 quid for an adult. For, for a, an big, adult. For a big Glasgow derby, that's amazing. That's good, aye. We are 20, I think 20, or it was 19 when went on sale to season ticket holders, I think it's either 20 or 21. I, th- I um, think certainly when it's a midweek game, it's always sensible to have lower pricing because, aye, it just... Yep, tickets are priced, adults 15, concession for 10, under 13 is a fiver. Aye, that's good. Aye, that is it, good. I think the Rangers should have followed suit or, or possibly went cheaper because the fact it's on telly, a lot of people are going to stay away. Well, that's the that's, uh, factor for me anyway. It's on the telly, so why go at the game when I could yeah. watch it? And uh, the comfort of my own home, especially with the, the wind and the rain as it was this evening. Uh, talking of TV, we forgot to mention about the Friday night football game, the Aberdeen Motherwell game. Uh, I think we did that on purpose as well. I watched the entire up. thing, and other than the goal, which yeah. was, a ni- it was a nice move by Aberdeen, it was, nice, it was a nice one touch football, and a pretty poor challenge for, I think, it was McManus. But uh, yeah. yeah, once he's got in, he, he finished it well. But other yeah, was, than that, it wasn't a great game. No, even as a supporter of Aberdeen, it was a pretty boring game. There wasn't really much to it at all. But I was hopeful when we scored the early goal that might kind of give us a boost to then score and score a few. But apart from that, we never really created many of our chances. And then we had a goalkeeper making his debut and Motherwell just didn't test him at all. Um but yeah, Stuart McCall seemed to think that Motherwell played well and showed good spirit, but didn't really see anything from Motherwell that shows that they're going to improve, to be I, honest. I, I would agree that he showed good spirit. I, don't, I wouldn't agree he played well. I don't think they did then, but they, they came into the game a bit more after the first sort of 10 minutes, the, the, the first half. But like you say, then, then Scott Brown in the goal, which is confusing me because that's just as our captain. He, he, was, he wasn't troubled for about an hour. No, he didn't have anything to do. I think he had a cross to deal with at one point, I remember, which aye. he kind of didn't look too confident with. Well, um, I think the fact to get banjoed didn't help. Aye. <laughs> which um, seems to be a running theme with the Aberdeen Motherwell games these days. Yes. 
Ah, it's American football still moves with that. Right. Um, but in terms of the game, we reverted back to four-five-one. So after being quite positive about the whole partnership, then we could have learned really. I think McInnes thought right safety first. We'll go back to kind of tried and tested system. Paul at McGinn came back in. Considine went back to left back. Reynolds back to centre back. We did look better, but we certainly didn't create a lot of chances. One thing though that was important, I think, Willow Flood was back to his best in terms of the way he was playing. He kind of was winning everything. Mm. Passing it well as well. The other thing, kind of maybe kind of slight negative about the game, Paul getting subbed again. I was saying to someone that our form, Aberdeen's form and Paul's form seems to be mirroring each other, whereby yeah. kind of quite inconsistent one minute, kind of doing really well, and then the next minute, because he's, he's been subbed, I think, most of our games this season in terms of that. I still think in terms of, I like when we play the two up front, but I would like to see sometimes McGinn being the one that plays what either Goodwillie or Dooney, because I think McGinn offers a bit more in terms sure. of working the channels. Um, that's another option as well. Um, and then we can have Paula and Hayes wide. Ryan Jack as well, back to playing centre mid as well. And then that's a kind of a boost as well. But yeah, the game itself wasn't great. Clean sheet though, I suppose that's a good thing. A win. And then our first quarter of the season doesn't look as bad as it could have been. Still wasn't quite where we wanted to be, I think we, we should have a few more points. We certainly in terms of we should have never have drawn the St Mirren game. So we should at least have another kind of couple of points. Mm-hmm. And then the only fifth at the moment, is that right? Uh, sixth, sixth, I think, because sixth. I, in terms of that, but I mean, the top sets is four points we've seen the top sets in terms yeah, of that. Exactly. And the only game we lost that we'd be really disappointed with is losing against St. Johnson, given how they played the rest of the season. There are games we've lost with Dundee United, which was right after the Real Sociedad game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Celtic, whereby I think at the end we could have maybe kind of got a draw. Yep. And then Hamilton, whereby, yeah, they did beat us 3 and I think they probably deserved to win. But it wasn't, if folk had seen the game, it certainly wasn't a game, I think, that there was a, diff- there should have been right, a difference there was a, there was a, a three goals. There was a couple of chances at 1-0, uh, especially just after 1-0. Uh, so in uh, term- like scored. Uh, so in terms of that first quarter of the season, a bit disappointing. But still, I mean, we've got, what, 19, 18, 19 points? 19, yeah. 19, which isn't a bad start. But a wee bit, a wee bit behind, as I say, where I think we'd want to be. Um, but then we've got Ross County next week, so hopefully we can get a victory there. I think uh, we're the same. I mean, we're sitting on 20 points, which is it's not as good as it was last season, but we were flying in the league last season. But, I mean, two seasons ago, we, we were pretty much in similar amount of points. If anything, we've got a better goal difference than we did. I think last season we start. I think the first quarter, the first 11 games, I think we had 22 points, I think. So we're a wee bit, as, we're a wee bit behind what we were last season. Yeah. I think it's sort of a, it'll sort of shake out as we go. I mean, I think Hamilton having now lost another game It'll be interesting to see how they react to that. I I still fancy Hamilton could very well be top six this season. I don't think they'll be sitting top of the league for too much longer. Yeah. We'll certainly see as it goes. Probably part of that, I would think Dundee probably know how to play against Hamilton a bit more than some of the other teams in the Premiership because obviously they were in the same league last year. So that's probably helped. And then certainly with Dundee Mm -hmm. as well. David Clarkson's had a fantastic start to his career at Dundee. Yeah. And then you were talking earlier about... um, Partnerships with like Celtic putting Gadetti and Skapovic, bit of a dying art in football. Partnerships, but Dundee again, they, they're pinning, I think, two up front with Clarkson and Stewart. Aberdeen at times this season, we've had obviously Goodwillie and Rooney, Motherwell at times, we've been playing two up front, not that that's worked out for them, but it seems to be maybe what, I don't know, what a third of the league maybe playing with two up front at times, which is good to see. I love a good striking partnership. 
it's brilliant. I was watching Fantasy Football Club. I don't know if you ever watched Fantasy Football Club on Sky. No. Sometimes, I. It's pretty decent. They have like ex-players on or managers or that, and they put their one to elevens and all that kind of thing. And uh, Jason Roberts was on it, guy that used to play for Blackburn, Wigan, the likes. Mm-hmm. And and he said, in terms of football, kind of throughout most of his career, he played in a partnership for ages, and then obviously the one up front became fastable. He said when it went to one up front, basically that was him. He was going to finish as a striker because he he thrived on being part of a partnership because he said that his deficiencies were made up for by his partner's abilities, skills. They had different abilities and they kind of complemented each other. Whereas when it became one up front, it wasn't the type of player that was going to run the channels and all that kind of thing um, in terms of that. So that was it's quite interesting hearing again from a kind of point of view of a footballer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aye, so this weekend we've got the Premiership Games and we've got the Scottish Cup. Touched on that earlier. We'll we just go ahead and do the predictions for the Premiership. Yeah. We've got Friday Night Football. St. Johnson against Motherwell on BT1. BT love a, a Friday night game of football. Is that three weeks in a row? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? They seem to be passing the buck because obviously it was Aberdeen well, two weeks right. in a row and Aberdeen they passed it to Motherwell because they'll be two weeks in a row. Yep. I'm going to go for an away victory, 1-0. Mm. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> this could be anything. St. Johnson must be due something at some point. But then, you could say the same with Mullow. Yeah. Oh, seems quite positive. I'll set a fence and go one each. Aye, well, if you look at it, St. John's have been at home, have had one victory in the league this season, out of five. And then Motherwell away from home, have had a one and a draw out of six games. So, it's not really like game that inspires me, to be honest, just now, the way that both teams are playing. I think, don't, I don't know. Nil, nil. <laughs> no, no. I, I think so. I, I can't. BT Sport see... cracker. I, I can't. I can't really see goals in it. To be honest, I think. Both I teams think are... pro- the problem I've got with it is I can't see my own keeping a clean sheet. Aye, there is that. But both teams are really struggling for goals. I mean, what? Yeah, that's why I want each. <laughs> Sat. Aye. So yeah, on no, no. I've... Saturday. So three o'clock kickoffs on Saturday. First one up, I've got my list is Celtic against Inverness. Been under two and a half goals in Celtic's last three home games and under two and a half goals in Inverness's last three games in the league. So it's going to be a low scoring game. I'm going to go for 2 0 to Celtic. Uh, see, I'm going to not go with your bet. I'm going to say 2 1 Celtic because I don't see us getting I see, I think that there'll be, there'll be quite a few goals in this one. I think, I think Celtic is maybe kind of starting to maybe get into a wee bit of form. Maybe. I think. It's, and also Celtic lost in my early in the season so I'll yep. go for 3-1 to Celtic in terms of this Next one I've got is Dundee United against St Mirren I'm going to go for a home victory Last time they met was 3-0 to Dundee United I'm going to go for 3-1 I'm not that impressed with Dundee United's form I'm, I reckon they'll probably win this but it'll be 1-0 Aye, they're not, they're not doing what they did last year in terms of like 3 4 nils and all that kind of thing. It seems to be quite tight victories. Um, I think it will be 2 0 to Dundee United. So that's maybe one that, depending on what the odds are, could be one for the charity. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I would Hamilton. imagine Dundee. Hamilton against Partick Thistle. That's going to have to be a home victory. Despite getting beat against Dundee, I thought Hamilton did well and Partick Thistle, I'm in the half because they beat us in a charity bet. I'm forgiving Hamilton for that, by the way. I'm going to go for... 
Hamilton. Yeah, I'm uh, 2-0 Hamilton. I think I can see. Uh, I think they'll bounce back after the defeat at the weekend there, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to go 3-0. I think 2-0 is probably enough. Uh, yeah, I think I'll go 2-0 as well. Party Thistle have only scored once away from home in the league that season. Yep. Then Hamilton obviously went on a, a very good run prior to that defeat in the league. Kelly against Dundee. Home win, 2-0. Oh, 2-1 actually. Sorry, 2-1. I'm changing. <laughs> so I'm just thinking Pascal will be out, won't he? Yep. 2-1, Kelly. I'm going one each. Uh, I think... I... Mm. Interesting one because Kilwarnock have what, four out of five wins they've had in the league but yet Dundee away from home have got actually they're one of the best teams away from home in the league that season I think yeah two each two each then we normally do the podcast on a Monday evening but next week there is Monday Night Football Ross County against Aberdeen so we might as well predict it now because when we start the podcast it'll be the second half aye I'll be watching the game next week so is it going to be a late start if it's on TV, if we can maybe do a light start. Mm-hmm. That's good with me. Right, I'm going to go for an away victory. I'm going to go 1-3. I'm going to go 0-2. Uh, I'll go for 1-0 to Aberdeen. That could be another shout, but it's leaving it a bit late for the charity bet doing it on a Monday. I don't know if I'd be too keen on that. Right, what's jumping out at me is Hamilton. I went on Dundee United, I think. Those two things we were agreeing on there. Yeah. Though I don't think either will be great odds, but I don't know. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll be alright. Hamilton's 20 to 23. Oh, that's alright. Which is mm. very surprising, considering Aye. they're top of the table. And Partick Thistle's terrible away from. Yep, and Dundee United are 7 to 10. Again, that's not bad. Not bad. If we just stuck with them, we would get £31.78. Pence, but since we don't get the steak, the ten pound steak, it would only be twenty one pound. Nah, I need something else then. I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, something else. <sighs> do do we want to put range, what are Rangers at Dumbarton? Is there odds up for the Scottish Cup yet? Oh, two to nine. Rubbish. Yeah, I would avoid that. Uh, I went more. for Kelly uh, at home to Dundee. But then like, neither of you did it. to five. Uh, that'll be a draw. What about Morton at home to Airdrie? Eight to eleven. Ah, add that in. What do we get? Add that in. Do I still pretend that I count up the odds in my head? Because it's yeah, been a while since do. I've done that. All oh, right. <laughs> there, there is there is other possibilities, by the way. There's quite a few that in the Scottish Cup that look like they could be potentials. It's fifty-four pound ninety pence if we go for Hamilton, Dundee United, and Morton. And that's three homes, which is pretty decent for three homes. That's three homes. Or, what about Stranraer? Nah, well, much as I think first goal score, I think it could be quite a tight game, though. Oh, yeah, I was thinking it could be quite tight myself. Um, one of the other ones I was looking at was Livingston at Arden, 4-7. to seven. Mm-hmm. As, Aye. But then, but then they are players away, cup tie, so yep. maybe we're better sticking with the three homes, maybe. I and think the three homes is probably Three homes. Aye. We'll stick with that, then. Right, so Hamilton are twenty to twenty-three, Dundee United seventy to ten, Green McMahon are eight to eleven. So ten pound on that returns fifty-four pound ninety pence, and once again that ten pound is courtesy of McBookie, the good guys at McBookie who also gave us the first scorer bet. They usually give us it for the Championship League One and League Two, but they gave us it for the Scottish Cup this weekend. 
Oh, hopefully they've got a wee, they've got a wee promotion on the Scottish Cup this weekend. I like our promotions. They've been top notch recently, McBookie. That is that's really lucky. Glad you've said that because I'm due money back because I lost at the weekend there. But yeah, as you say, they give you the money back on the, the offers, and the offers are for existing customers, which a lot yeah. of bookies almost ignore. Aye, that's what I think's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Folks, of what I would imagine, I'll be doing a wee Scottish Cup. Get your is it a fiver, isn't it? Usually, yeah, no. minimum of fiver, fiver. Yes. And then, no, I think it's maximum of fiver, is it? Is it maximum of fiver? Oh, I think it's a fiver. I think it's bang on a fiver. So I, I quite like that. Aye. I had a, I lost a fiver in McBookie, but I've got it back. It's in my promo cash. I had a bet on. I put my entire balance on both teams to score in the, uh, a classical game. I got odds to, of two to five, and that came in. I won myself 18p. <laughs> where, where did you spend it on? Oh, I've, I've kept it. I've kept it in my account. Kept it. Aye, aye. aye. Best. Right. Okay, save save up until you can afford a 20 pence bag of crisps. Mm. <laughs> Aye. You don't even, I don't even think you get 10p bags of crisps anymore, do you? 20 pence no. is the minimum, I think. Aye, and 20p, you know, it was 50. And there's less in a pack than there used to be when there were 10 pence. That's just because you were smaller back then, John. No, oh, it's um, no they're just not me off. They try and say it's a bigger bag, but it's actually yeah, it's a bigger bag, but it's not enough, not enough crisps for it. Pack of space traders, I'm telling you, this, this is what I. I checked last time I had a pack of space traders, right? Aye. There was less than 10 crisps in it. Right? Right. That's not good enough. Well, I don't know. Aye. So I challenge you both to buy a 20p bag of crisps and count how many crisps there are in it. I bet there's less, no very many. I'll be honest though, the last time I bought space traders, uh, it was 10 bags for a pound in a multi-pack. So I was still getting 10p crisps. And that was about three weeks ago, so it's still possible. Spicy bikers, I'm quite partial to spicy bikers when I see them. Spicy bikers are good. Aye. Yeah. Uh, but it's ones as well, the other ones that used to be good. The pig ones, the bacon ones. Oh, I can't remember what they were called. Porkies. The porkies. I know, on your tongue. Something like that. Yeah. Some used to get Postman Pat ones for 5p. I can remember Sorry. that when I was younger. See, the thing is, see if Greg was on, he'd be able to uh, talk about uh, old pens. That kind of thing when he was buying crisps. Buying oh, did, did you know see my talk at uh, I think it was the day? Uh, I was, oh, I was suggesting that Shepovich is a thropney bit heat. And people, everybody else I know calls it a 50 pence heat. Ah, definitely. How can you? You're not old enough, though. To, no, I'm it's... not old enough. To, I think I'm older than you. And I don't... Aye, I, it's from it 1970 or something they went out of commission. So it's something I picked up off my dad. Right. And my dad actually read my tweet and texted me and gave me pelters because he doesn't know him that calls it 50 pence heat either. It's 10 bob bat heat. Aye, aye. Aye, but you'll be able to see obviously all the predictions for the charity bet on the new SFF podcast Twitter account. Aye, that's a good shout, John. One last shout out for the SFF podcast. Tweet isn't tell us how rubbish our predictions are. We're going to probably have it on the side of the Squinty Bridge uh, and I think as well Scottish Parliament so you'll see it there as well. Like, by Batman symbol, but it'll be SFF podcast. That's so aye. look out for that. And, and if you if tweet you see in that, as well, you can tweet that in as well. The competition, hi, when you go play. Uh, tweet in uh, to tell us how many times Chris said eh during the podcast. And if you get it right, we'll not send your prize because I'm not going to sit and listen back and count them all. I just concentrate <laughs> yeah. on getting your Halloween Halloween related football players and football teams, and they've got to be better than the efforts that 
that three of us came up with. I, I'm taking offence at that because I thought mine was good. Uh, I, think, I think Greg, I think Greg could come up with a good one, but he's not allowed to enter because he's a podcast member. But I think Greg could probably come up with a good one. Aye, he's too work shy. He didn't even come on the podcast, so he's not allowed. <laughs> right. Well, thanks you two for coming on. Were you two on the podcast? Did I miss us? But <laughs> you confused me there, Chris. You got me worried because I was thinking there's definitely two. I was thinking have I made? <laughs> got me paranoid. Right, I'm going to go because my. My Bailey's is finished. So I need to oh, is it Bailey's finished? Oh, it's, it's a disaster. Finished. So I need to go My juice is finished. Uh, dry podcast, it's rare. Usually I have some sort of beer or something like that, but not dry one tonight. Uh, and you know what else? I've got a sore throat and i got a strep. So just before we came on the podcast, I, and I took it out the wrapper, ready to, to eat it. And then I thought, no, no, I can't do that and go on the podcast because I'm like, oh. Uh, I've, I've got a whole sewer sitting here for exactly the same reason. <laughs> See, <laughs> Greg, that's dedication. <laughs> that's dedication, Greg. Ah, These Greg. boys are ill. These boys are ill. Greg, let's You're washing thing. your hair. Are you painting again? It's, 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 it's the time of year for painting. <laughs> he loves painting, but I don't know if he's started yes. yet. I need to ask him. Right, well, thanks for coming on, and I'll speak to you next week with a wee bit of a later start because of the football. Right, cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye.